Grand racing, everyone. I like coming to live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm. So lovely. All right. Let's go on. We were talking about the doctrine of correspondence, or yes, correspondence, and um, sort of going into what calcination is, um, and the we're starting to talk about you know um, William Shatner. Is that his name? Something Shatner. Anyway, how he had a encounter with the UFO, changed his life. And so um, we're just, we'll talk about it. Okay, by the time Shatner contacted me, he was getting a little impatient. He thought he was chosen to lead the earth to con uh, contact with an extraterrestrial civilization. Could not understand why they had not returned for him. He wanted to put me in touch with the people who were telepathic contacts with alien intelligence. Uh, he even asked what I thought about the two, uh, a couple who were traveling throughout the United States recruiting members to be taken aboard UFO uh, and leave the planet. Now, no, a heaven's gate, a couple of moments at a time was called him, which stood for human individual metamorphosis. Um, they recruited, they, he attended one of the recruitment meetings in Oregon, um, going by the name of Bo Nettles, um, and they claimed um, to be two UFO beings, um, the next level above human, which to me is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that all of this stuff is stuff that I personally believe that they're above humans and here to help us in the transition. They said there were two witnesses who were prophecy from revelations and predicted they would both die as an ascension. Um, and be resurrected by UFO, um, each true seeker of the next kingdom. Um, so they must walk through the door of life, leaving behind his career, security, loved ones, and single attachment. Don't do that. I'm not telling you to do that. And please don't hear me say do this. Um, so, but the calcination, right, um, is the ability to transcend time space. And we can do that. And no, we don't need UFOs to come get us. UFOs, um, ancient, the ancient astronaut theory and all that kind of stuff. Um, do I believe they exist? Yes. Um, do I believe that perhaps there are um, these beings that are maybe high, more intelligent or highly sophisticated uh, beyond us? Yes. Um, I do believe that, you know, human beings, although it, it may sound very harsh, but, you know, I'm a human being as well, right? I'm, I'm occupying a human vessel right now that the human being has so many we're that we're self-sabotaging let's just put it that way we're our own worst enemy um and so i can't say that we're the most intelligent species um in fact i would say just the opposite because we repeat the same patterns we self-sabotage good morning christina and we hurt ourselves in many ways um rather than allowing ourselves to love ourselves to um, work in harmony with nature. Now, it was programmed by human beings, but we have a choice and we can transcend that. And really, our awareness and transcendence of this time and space is really to tap into that love for self and love thyself. Not easy, right? And we struggle with this as human beings because we feel we're separate, because we've been programmed, because there's so much out there in our face telling us we're not enough. Be better, be more, do more, this, that, the other, especially now. 
Okay. So what's been appealing about these me uh, message uh, was that it had a ring of truth, the process of calcination that burns through our egoic world so we can move to a higher level and can, set it, uh, and can be sudden, violent, and disruptive to the status quo. The problem is that this is a natural spiritual process that can take place within the chemistry of the individual. The fires of calcination do not ignite and continue to burn unless you light them yourself within yourself. No guru, no prophet, no God, no alien can do this for you um, uh, for you, and make it last. I recommend Shatner forgot about the two. So we talk about calcination. We talk about the fire and igniting the fire within. And I want to talk about a story of a friend who posted something about not wanting to cry um, and talking about tears. Now, when we look at ourselves from the alchemic perspective, and I've talked about this actually, um, I wish my friends would watch this because then they would know um, what I'm talking about when I write these posts. But, okay, so our bodies, right, when I talked about the fire, the earth, water, air, fire that's within us and how we utilize it, the air um, is the throat and it's the, the throat chakra in the mind, right? How do we speak, right, and how do we breathe? We also have water. Now, water cleanses us, so we cry, and that's, and too much water, if we're, let's say, for instance, we have too much water in our body, we're not letting out the tears, um, or letting out the water in our body, then what do we do? We become oversaturated, and we drown ourselves in our sorrows, we drown ourselves in our depression. Now, to get to the fire, you don't want too much fire, or you're burnt out, right? People with too much fire notice. We have the words that associate with these different things, right? Drowning in your sorrows. I'm burned out, right? Well, what does burning out mean? It means that we have too much fire energy. So we need to learn to balance the both. And that's really the trick of the alchemist, is understanding the elements within us and learning to utilize them and maneuver through them. So the fire energy, right, if we have too much water, cannot be lit. We can't light it. It just keeps getting suffocated by the water. So we have to allow ourselves to go through that emotional transformation in order to relight the fire. Now, the fire is the motivation that's within us, and we have to light it and ignite it. How do we ignite it? People say, well, how do you stay motivated? How do you do so much? It's because I understand how to work with the emotions. If you know how to work with your emotions internally, then you'll be able to tap into that. Now, when we start to maneuver through these things and we learn to master our emotions, what we then do is allow ourselves to connect to different time and space and other dimensions. So it's really understanding this. And we say, we'll move it up through the chakra system, up and down. And so we're using the elements, right, uh, through our body. And the body allows us to transcend time space when we balance all of this stuff within us. So not an easy process. So, And it's why some people will have these um, altered state of consciousness, not necessarily having to do any kind of um, psychedelic. People can do this. And drumming ceremonies were, were big. Drumming is a huge one that ignites that within you. It helps to balance out, and I'm pretty sure it's the vibrational frequency of the drum that helps us to balance out those things within us and then allows us to connect to altered states of consciousness where we can transcend time and space. And people have these 
instances at times when their body, it maybe goes into shock or something's going on, or maybe they've hit rock bottom or whatever it is. And all of a sudden everything aligns, right? Because it has no other choice. And then there's this huge epiphany. And then you're trying to get to that place over and over again and don't know how to get there. Well, you can. You don't want to stay there forever unless you want to disappear from the planet. And some people do, right? People are like, take me, get the UFOs come and take me off this earth. Well, really, other time and space doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily easier than this earth, right? Could be denser. We could be taking ourselves into a denser space. So to become lighter, we need to understand how to use the elements to release ourselves of the chains and the bonds that we put ourselves under. Good morning. So calcination, we ignite our own fire, and that fire is the divine will. It allows us to move ourselves forward. It allows us to stay motivated and disciplined, to stay focused, and to actually accomplish the things that we are trying to accomplish, okay? No guru, no prophet, no God can give it to you, okay? The, they travel around um, in the Pontiac, I explained, and communicate with members by the network of the secret post office boxes. It just doesn't seem all that advanced to me. Plus, they have been identified as a couple from Texas, not outer space. He is the son of a Presbyterian minister, and she worked as a nurse. Both have had a minor run-ins with the law. I suspect that if there really are advanced civilizations in the universe, they have passed through the operations of spiritual alchemy, which I totally 100% believe as well. Um, and would not need to come to uh, onto us like a, a used car salesman. Perhaps uh, the tam uh, tambourine man didn't take uh, Shatner along because the proud human was just not done cooking yet. So adulterous affairs with guest stars um, series resulted in a two multi-million preliminary suit that led to his second divorce. Um, and then the memories Star Trek uh, co-star who was referred to as the seven dwarves have further stripped him of his heroic veneer. Apparently the calcinating fires of William Shatner's ego still burn. So again, he's talking about really the, the alchem spiritual alchemic process is not people. It's, you know, I could come. The thing is here, let me just tell you, let me just be real with you. I could have a huge following of, I don't know how many people, because people tend to follow lies more than they follow truth, which is interesting to me. People will follow lies before they'll follow truth. Why? Because truth is not things we want to hear. The truth um, are the hardships in life. Um, if I say I had a secret to to your salvation and, and I know how to lead you to your salvation, um, and this and that and the other. And I said all these things, your, your people's spirits lift up and then they look to me for answers. And I can say, hey, I have all your answers and I have your answers to salvation. Now, that, right, being what has happened in the, in the past, we have cults that arise from this because people misuse spiritual alchemy. Spiritual alchemy does have the ability to create and co-create with natural law and to create within this world. And we do see the creation of spiritual alchemy show up. 
what has happened is the the misuse of the information and so people will misuse this information to misguide and mislead people see people are looking for answers the reality is you have the answers and if someone isn't telling you that you have everything you need inside of you um i would say that they are perhaps a false prophet or um they are trying to scam you pretty much and say give me your money for this now I would never say, hey, I have all the answers. I have a process and you can follow the process and see if it works for you. You can maneuver through the process and you will get results, but there are things that you may shift and change. So literally, if I take somebody through a process, my question to them is, what language are you gonna use? Because that's really your chemical, your elixir. And everybody has their own elixir. Everybody has their own way of co-creating. It's not going to look the same for everybody, right? And so we have to be able to understand how to tap into our internal life, our internal self, who we are as humans, and how we can co-create with the divine. But people will come with all kinds of scams, and people fall into that trap all the time. Is there anything right, wrong, good, or bad? No. It's neither right, wrong, good, nor bad. We just fall into the trap because we have been told we're not enough. We have been told that we don't have the power and you do have the power. You, you are powerful. It exists within you. You've got to be able to tap into that and know that. So when you start to understand who you are, what you are, and tap into that power, now you have the ability to co-create. Co-create with the divine. Transcend time space. And, and connect to whatever it is. But people here saying, well, I'm above you. I came from this. That's no, they're human. Yes, their, their energy that, that they embody may be coming from somewhere else and giving a message. That's a possibility. But really look at who you follow. There was a guy who did this, um, he called himself this guru and he was faking it. I don't know, my sister showed me the the um, documentary and I wasn't gonna watch it because I personally was like, I don't wanna watch people who are doing this, but she said, no, just watch it. And I said, okay, fine. So I watched it and he literally told people that he was a guru from India and that he knew enlightenment but he wasn't he was actually a businessman who was born and raised i think in new york and he wanted to see if people would follow and they did blindly just followed this guy who says he was a guru and people followed him as though he had the truth and at the end he revealed who he was and he said i was a lie i'm just this big false thing some people didn't believe him and some people were like, oh my God. And some people were pissed. So, you know, they had a different result, uh, a different way of thinking. But the reality is, is that we can be easily misguided and misled. It's not that hard to do. And people do it all the time. People trick people into cults. There have been people who um, have taken the the purple juice right people talk about it all the time did you drink the juice all that kind of stuff because that they want control 
They're just leveraging what they know in alchemy to manipulate people. I will not use it for that purpose. And this is why I don't have millions of followers and billions of people just on here all the time. You know, I don't even know what my reach is. I don't even pay attention to the numbers. And why? Because that's not its purpose. I did it once. And then I realized that was the ego coming in to um, challenge and and take away what was pure and light. And that was the fact that these things are not for the masses, perhaps. They're for those who are truly seeking liberation. And liberation doesn't come so easily. It doesn't just happen overnight because we have been living under the thumb of oppression our whole life. All of us. Because of the misuse of spiritual alchemy. So those who understand this have totally kept other people away from the information. They've they've split it up into different parts. They've put it in places that, you know, people, they took books out of the Bible. They took things out of the Bible. They took, so they fragmented it so that it was spread across. And it, it took someone who was truly wanting to know the truth to find it, to come to it. But they didn't just readily hand it to us, and they won't. And most people won't even go through it. Most people will be like, yeah, I'm done. I just want to go to my life, and I want to just do whatever. It really can be overwhelming with so many notifications. I told Mark last night that every time my phone buzzes with news about current events, I get anxious. Yeah, then turn it off. Turn it off. I don't even watch the news. I don't watch the news. I don't really pay attention to what's going on outside my world. I can't, I need to be able to handle my world before I can handle bigger things. You see, they've put the pressure on humans to say, you need to handle this. No, why do I need to handle it? So we feel, and then because um, there's a twofold thing, because um, America's based on individualism, we think we need to solve the problems. We ourselves. And we're like, now we're looking overwhelmed because we're like, how do we solve this big issue? And it's an individual, it's not about collectivism. It's not about us coming together to solve these issues together. No, it's about you need to figure it out for yourself. And we're in this system of overwhelm. Now, that that right there is a misuse of alchemy. So I don't even pay attention. I turn off all that stuff. I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to any of this stuff. Why? Because I need to get my alchemy right and my world correct before I can actually then engage in that kind of conversation and dialogue. Because there's so many dis, dis, um, misdirects. There's so much programming that's happening. It's called programming for a reason. It's there to program you into a certain way of thinking. Okay, they want you to think a certain way. And the more that we pay attention to that, right, we're, we're paying our time to pay attention to what? Do we want to spend our time paying attention to things that are driving us down into the dumps to making us feel like we don't matter? Or do we want to pay attention to things that are helping us to elevate? So really paying attention to what we're watching and not just paying attention, but what is the response system? Good morning, Rock. within our bodies. How is our body responding to this information we're receiving? If it's, if it's drawing out um, anxiety, why in the world would you be watching it? I wouldn't. 
I where anxiety is taking you, that's your your body physiologically, your body's telling you this is not good for you. So rather than engage in the anxiety, you allow yourself to disengage from the anxiety. Especially if you can't change the the outcome. You can't change what's put on the news. They're going to put on whatever they want. It's their programming. They own the program. You see? So you've got to own your own program. That's what I'm telling you. Basically, what they're doing is they're putting you under a spell. So the spell, and you got to listen. What is the spell they're trying to put me under? Some people don't really pay attention to language. Language is really important. We start listening to language and understanding the etymology of words and breaking things down and really understanding what they're actually writing. These writers know what they're doing. They know how to use language. So you ask yourself, what language is being utilized? And when you start to break that down and really understand what is being told to you, you'll understand what kind of programming they're trying to put into you. You don't have to be a part of that. Turn it off. There's What is the need for you to put on that? That's my question. What, what, what would be the need to have that on? Is it helping you or is it hurting you? So... You know, we can live in a perpetual state of fear. And that's, I mean, that's what it is. We all know that that's what the news does, right? Good morning, the, the only crazy lady. Um, and the news does that. We know that. It's fear-based. And you know why? Because we're programmed to, to receive fear better than positive affirmations. We'd rather look at the fear. We're used to that. And we put ourselves in this state of, of anxiety and a sympathetic system is ignited. And then before you know it, we have so much cortisol and all these things and our hormones are jacked. And that's why we have all these issues too. It's not just about the food we eat. It's also about the things we watch. What do we feed our brain? Our brain will have a chemical response to the things we feed it as well. And it ignites either the parasympathetic or the sympathetic system. So too much of the sympathetic system releases cortisol into the blood. That's the fight, flight, freeze. And if we we put ourselves into that physiological state of being, um, then we what happens to ourselves, even if we're not doing it, is we unbalance ourselves with our hormones. Okay. I'm waiting for the court of ND to call me. Uh the court. What the what is ND? Are you doing um, paperwork? I'm part of the international. Oh, oh, North Dakota. The court. What are they calling you for? I'm waiting to 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 create an order, <laughs> an order that um, puts people on trial. <laughs> For the greatest act of treason known to man. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be harmed, but I want them to... Well, they're going to have to suffer for what they've created anyway. I mean, they already are. So I can hear the plea and sentencing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, um, prayers are with you. Um, prayers are with you. I didn't realize that happened. And, um, wow. 
You're welcome to share on here, but we, we pray for you. He is taking accountability. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? The, the loss of life, right? It's, it's such a hard thing to go through. Now, I've had many um, deaths in my life. Of course, I don't know what it's like to be a mother. And, um, and I would never understand what that would be like. I never will because I'm not having children. But I do know um, what it's like to lose my high school. I lost my high school sweetheart. We were together eight years. And so I lost him. And that was probably the worst feeling on the planet Earth that I ever felt. I mean, it was the worst, right? That finality of not being able to have a conversation with the person again or get your questions answered that you maybe you had or whatever it is. So, um, and then it happening um, without you really knowing so tragic accident of like the one day they're here, one day they're not. So the, the, what I've done out of that lesson is to make sure that I tell people I love them and let them know because you just don't know. You don't know. Right. Um, and that's the big piece. Doesn't mean that toxic people have to stay in your environment. Um, but you can love somebody and love them at a distance as well. Never wish them any ill intentions. And that's what I learned from my loss. And, you know, life is fragile and, and we, we take it for granted at times, but we are very blessed to have this earth to, to walk on. It's a crazy time. And that's why I talk about spiritual alchemy and getting people to understand, right, what it is. What is spiritual alchemy? How does it support us in life? Because these tragic times that we go through can make us plummet into a dark hole of depression or it could even ignite anger and frustration. You know, there's different ways that it plays out. But when we know how and we understand how to balance our emotional state of being in these times of tragedy and still co-create, we can still co-create. We don't have to lose um, everything, in other words, because we still have ourselves. Not an easy process though, but it's okay whatever the process is for you, especially if you're dealing with mourning, right? Because the process will be different. And that process that, that we go through really is, is an opportunity for us to share it with the world. We don't go through these things by, by and for ourselves. We can, but literally your process and what you're going through, there's other people who have experienced it, right? Where people say, oh, no one knows what I'm going through. Yeah, someone does. They may not know it exactly, but they've gone through tragedy too. We all go through that. Life is not easy. I would never tell people life is easy. It's one of the hardest things we get to maneuver through. Taking the pain and turning it into positive. I love that that you can leave a legacy behind, right? And you can hold on to the legacy and and turn it into positive. That's why every day of my life I, I've gone through this. Like, how do I want to leave a legacy of wisdom? 
what does that even mean? How do I leave that behind? How do I let people know that I gave a damn? I actually gave a damn. I actually cared not just about the individuals who um, were holier on this whole, but everyone, even the darkest of people. That there, that there was love there, right? And that you, you can leave that behind and how? How? That maybe we leave a little bit of our positive behind in hopes that that continues. We need it because like Christina said, you turn on the news, everything's bad. But there is positive and there are good things and there are good people here that actually love humanity regardless of the craziness that we do we're crazy <laughs> you know we love one day but we can be yelling at the person cutting us off in traffic the next right it's like who are we we go from this one extreme to the other and when we realize that we have this beautiful opportunity to live this life to, to actually be an energy that's encompassing, embodying a body that we can utilize and co-create. And we waste it. People waste it. They waste it on what? Anger, frustration. So I think it's beautiful that you said that you're turning it into something positive because that's not easy for most. Some people will live in their sorrow and their anger for the rest of their life wasting away their own life as life passes we can't get it back we can't go and and revive the ones that we've lost and sometimes we die with them and we don't need to die we can move forward in life and use that legacy to move forward so no letting all the bad crap change you and take the lesson and share yeah not letting all the bad crap change you exactly I mean, and it does, right? It does change you when, you, when you're when you experiencing something so ma magnificent. It does, but hopefully it's changing you, like you said, that you're learning the lesson and it's changing you for the better. That it's, it's allowing you to transform and level up into something different and also being a pillar of support for others because now you can be relatable. That's what happens when we go through the dark times in our life. When we're going through the dark times in our life, right? We, what we do if we, if we come out of it is that we're able to relate to those individuals who have gone through it. We can't relate to those. For instance, if we're not a drug addict, we can't relate to a drug addict. We don't know how. We, we can't say we understand because we haven't gone through it. So when you go through it and you actually come out of the other end, you're able to relate. And that's where compassion comes from. Together we suffer, right? That's compati. Together we we suffer. We suffer together, but at least we know that we're together and that we have each other and that we can move through these hard times in our life. We all go through the suffering. That's Buddhism says it, right? We go to Buddhism. That's the first thing. There is suffering. It's very simple. Guess what? There's a way out. Are a way through but you have to go through you can't just not go through it you go through it in order to come out and some people stay there in the center of it and they never actually maneuver out of it so 
Um, I think the one crazy lady's off, but re really awesome. Proud of you and much love and um, praying for you. I'm sure that they called and love and light to you. Someone always gets it. We're just so trained not to share so that it will believe that we're alone until someone opens the door and shows us they get it. Yeah, exactly. So people don't get it. Some people do get it. Those who will, will. Those who won't, won't. And that's okay. Neither right, wrong, good, or bad. But those who are in search of their truth will find it. You just got to stay on the journey. And guess what? What is the truth? Well, it's a big, dark rabbit hole. Alchemy is the process to get there. Alchemy is the, the journey that we go on. Spiritual alchemy. All right, so there you have it. Um, we're still going through the cons. Uh, uh, oh, now water. Its mother is the moon. So we're going to start it next tomorrow. Its mother is the moon. And we'll be talking about water energy and feminine energy, which is pretty cool. So we went through the, the father is its sun. The mother is its moon. And then maybe people will recognize why we're in such a crazy state of being in existence in this world because we've totally disrupted and totally dismissed the sacred feminine. Now we're trying to heal that, trying to understand how to heal that. Not, I'm not talking about man, woman. I'm talking about the sacred feminine that lives within all of us. And that's men and women alike. And how that has been ripped from us and has caused us to be fragmented and also lost and that's why we have a humanity that's lost you know we've we've taken out the mother now not all humanity there's still niches and 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 tribes that honor both and and they're living in perfect harmony with nature um you know but when we look at the archetypal uh, pieces that have played out and plagued this earth, that archetypal energy um, that extracts is the reason why, and it doesn't honor the sacred feminine. It, it has totally um, taken the sacred feminine out of it. And, you know, so hopefully we can start to heal our sacred feminine within. And in the men, it's called the anima, and that's what Carl Jung called it. Um, but I wouldn't even use his his information as I am going to write a paper on breaking the curse of white supremacy because that literally is the curse that we are under. Not skin color is not what I'm talking to, so don't hear me say skin color. I'm talking about the archetype, the archetype of white supremacy, which was used to put a curse over all humanity. And it is what has led to colonization and is what has led to this earth being the way it is today, which is let's just take and take and take and take and not give back. And so we see all of these things happening to the planet. We're just taking down rainforests, doing all this crazy stuff, no honor in the mother. And um, that needs to come back. And so I stand for that. Um, and I stand for the healing of all humanity. Um, all people, all persons to find their way back to the mother, the great mother, and to to remember that the great mother is there to nurture and love 
and open up your heart. So find the sacred mother within you. So we're going to do it um, It's and, and talk about that tomorrow. Um, love and light to everybody. Um, and I just uh, send you so much love and kindness and gratitude. And, you know, we're going to get through this. That's what I know. I know that those who are willing to take the journey um, will thrive and move through this. So there you have it. Also, the retreat is coming up. You guys are welcome to uh, attend the retreat. Um, you could go on to my Facebook page if you want to see my big old face. <laughs> Spirit and Coffee Talk on Facebook, and there's a session. Yes, you're welcome. Um, you can also email me if you want the information at spiritandbrew at gmail.com, and I can send you an email with the retreat information. Um, what I'm looking for is presenters as we, we move forward. So um, opportunity to present, there's my email, um, love for you to be a part of it. Um, and uh, totally excited for you, okay? So there you go, love you, have the most magical, magnificent, marvelous, miraculous, magnificent Monday ever, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.